I'm your host, Brendan. I'm your other host, Ben. Uh, and we're joined today by our friend Dustin in the most unusual circumstances. We are currently uh, recording in the warehouse where we all three work. And we're wearing our work clothes and we're surrounded by shelves of boxes and dusty concrete floors. And if, if, if the recording sounds a little roomy this week, then that's, that's why, because under a huge ceiling with fluorescent lights. There'll probably be some other gross ambient noises, and that's why, because we're recording in a warehouse. Why are we recording in a warehouse, you ask? Here's why. On Saturday, I went to take in a play called uh, She Kills Monsters. Uh, it's about Dungeons & Dragons, largely. And I arranged to meet with the director, uh, uh, Lance Garavi, um, to discuss the play. And uh, yesterday, I got all my recording gear all together, and I trundled down to uh, Arizona State University, and uh, he was waiting for me there um, with the star of the show, uh, Sarah, who plays the um, lead protagonist, um, Agnes. And I got all my recording gear all set up, and we were all ready to go. And then my audio device crapped out on me, my um, digital audio converter, and it just would not cooperate. So here we are. We have no show until now. Now we have a show. So... I work with Ben, Ben works with me, we both work with Dustin. We don't have any gaming thing to talk to you about, so we're going to kind of introduce you into our favorite, current favorite, miniatures game, Infinity, which is kind of the fever around here at Full Metal RPG. Am I right, fellas? Hell yeah. That game is uh, freaking awesome. You would be correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Why don't you guys go ahead and kind of introduce our listeners to Infinity for a second? I've talked, I've talked for a dog's age. Go ahead. Oh, I got to go first, huh? Yeah, um, do it or you're nothing. Well, I'm sure most of you have heard of this game, but if you haven't, it's a uh, 28 millimeter, even though I think they are pushing to 30 with the new sculpts. They seem like they're I getting thought a little it was bit 25. Really? Yeah, I thought it was 25. Like 25. I, don't, I know the sculpts are getting bigger. Um, anyways, they do look bigger. it's a miniatures game. Um, it's science fiction, uh, a lot of cyberpunk anime themes. Uh, I know Ben has best put it as post-cyberpunk, because it really is kind of beyond that point. Um, and it really doesn't necessarily bring these themes to your mind when you're playing, but when you're reading the fluff and stuff, you can really get a feel for the, the transhumanism. And, um, yeah, I, I, think, um, I think for those of our readers, who, or those of our listeners, who are familiar with uh, the RPG Eclipse phase, um, it takes place in sort of a similar timeline on some level. The fact that humanity's sort of gone beyond the limits of the mortal body and um, is able to sort of like slot themselves into different bodies. Uh, even after those bodies perish, their consciousness can be saved, maybe for earlier, earlier versions of themselves and slotted into the new bodies. Um, anyway, I think... Uh, I mean, I think the main difference, <clears throat> however, is that both Eclipse Phase and then just generic cyberpunk culture is a lot darker and grittier than your typical Infinity kind of feel is. I, I, Infinity borrows heavily from the 
anime aesthetic, and everything definitely feels very sleek and colorful and futuristic. It feels like a clean universe, not like a dirty, gross... I mean, Eclipse is a horror game. I don't feel like Infinity is, is horrific. Sure, yeah, it kind of feels like it's like, let's bring them the good fight, but it's the future. Yeah. Sure, sure. I mean, I wasn't trying to necessarily say it evokes the, the same mood that, like, Eclipse Phase does. Just that it just that like it's sort of similar in that one respect. Yeah, yeah okay. I'll, I'll take that. So there's a transhumanist element, but it's a miniatures battle game. It gets played on a 4x4 four four table, and uh, there's various factions, of course. I play a uh, race called Toha, which are um, bioengineering uh, aliens. Um, from outside of what is called the human sphere, what do you play, Ben? Well, currently, I um, I play the Japanese Sectorial Army, which is which is okay. So in Infinity, you have basically uh, a loose conglomeration of factions that are like uh, what is it six? Let's see, Toha combined, Yujing, Panoceana, um, Nomads, Hakislam, Ariadna, seven. Seven. Seven yeah, factions. Right. Did you say Aleph? Oh, Aleph. Eight. Eight. So each of these factions then can be broken down into sub-factions um, that like have their own sort of like uh, restrictions on what models you can play, and they have other abilities inherent in them. So I play a breakdown of the Yujing uh, called the uh, Japanese Sectorial Army. Um, Yujing is during sort of like, I guess, the Great Leap outwards from, the hum- uh, from, from Earth, Yujing has it was is sort of made up of all the Asian countries that were formed in an alliance, like China, Jap- Japan, Korea, and they all sort of like took off and created their own sector of space. Anyway, I play the Japanese guys. I also have started an Aleph army, but I have yet to play it. Well, you've played it a couple times. Okay, yeah, that's true. I played a couple times. Uh, I'm morphing it into a, a sectorial called the Steel Brotherhood, and I have yet to play that. And you also have a combined army that you that you haven't played at all, <laughs> right? I haven't been put together models. I'm just <laughs> in, you got in that preparation. Fever. I in, just some infinity fever you got there, buddy. Sure, sure. In in preparation for uh, a future book where they release um, an AI intelligence controlled alien army. A future future book because Infinity actually has a module coming out that expands the game with some new units and some some uh, rules. Sure, one that releases in May. Yeah, in May. But you're so you're 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 stockpiling models, like in in preparation for a a book that's been announced but that has no like street date. Yeah, I mean, essentially, I'm grabbing cool models that I think look cool and I think will probably be in the list. Um, but if they're not, oh well. I'm buying them on discount. Yeah. It just so yeah. happens that as we as we film as we uh film as we record this today um miniature market just had like a crazy sale crazy sale miniatures um, market oh, oh my god i gotta get all that oh my god <laughs> yeah man i just i i bought some uh batch roads for combined army even though i'm not playing them at the moment but you know they were 22 dollars for a 40 dollar box set. yeah so i was like so tell, tell us about your faction uh, Dustin, what do you play? Um, so you you play a faction that I think a lot of American listeners have a hard time kind of getting their head around, but that is still ends up being quite quite popular. Yeah, at least from what I've kind of seen, just from browsing forums and talking to people, it seems like the faction I play, Hockey Slam, is fairly popular. Um, I guess it's 
one of the um, sectorial armies that Ben was talking about before from this faction is partic- is one of the stronger ones at the moment, uh, Kapu Kalki. Um, I've actually been playing Hak Islam since, since first edition when we first started dabbling in the game. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't get a group going out here. Everybody wanted to play 40k and we wanted yeah. to play Infinity. That's but true. now, it seems like since in, like uh, Warhammer is going down the toilet infinity has been going up i mean i'm just gonna say it man no dude speak speak the truth brother speak yeah. the truth from your heart boo on that gw dude boo on gw boo on gw is like uh market plan boo on its model boo on its well, any- uh, price point <laughs> anyways i think we got sidetracked a little bit sorry um they're essentially space muslims they're not like the, the the radical suicide bomber Islamists of today, but they're more like they had like their own reformation essentially, and they became a more peaceful, um, like culture similar to what they were before, like all the the mess that has turned the Middle East into what it is today. They're all about science and medicine and healing and learning, but. They also have some pretty sweet models, too, and that's why I got pulled into that <laughs> Because when, when it's time to go, they're ready to go. Yeah. They're still ready to go with everybody else. Definitely. And there are some other factions. You know, we won't, you know, we're, we're doing sort of an abbreviated episode today, so we're not going to sit here and do, like, a tutorial on all the different factions. If, if you listen to what we're talking about and um, you find the game exciting, uh, infinityofthegame.com, that's one word, infinityofthegame. They have a really great web page that you can go on. You can check it out all out for yourself. You can research different factions. Um, speaking of price points, it's very easy to get into a game in terms of the price point. They don't they don't charge you for their rule book. You can buy the you can you can you can either buy the rule book you can download it for free online. Um, the models are easy to get into. Yeah, essentially the only difference between buying and downloading the book is that uh, you get all the rules either way. Purchasing the book enables you to get access to the fluff if you're interested in that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and there is quite a bit of fluff. There, there is for our role playing listeners. For those of you who stuck with us, even though we're not talking about role playing right now, there is a role playing game coming out um, very shortly here. I really wish I'd invest in that Kickstarter. I, yeah, I, uh, I'm me kicking too. myself that I hadn't. I am kicking myself right in the ass. Were you sad you're not getting all the the RPG minis, or was there something else? No, man. It was um, it was just like a. I'm sad I'm not getting the the rule books, the RPG rule books. We we were we were both on top of the Kickstarter, and neither one of us supported it, and I'm kicking myself now. Yeah, I or mean, you cannot buy it later. It or will you just maybe when it's in a store years from now. It is going to oh. be in the store. You it think is. it's going to take that long? Yeah, probably. I don't know, man. Um, I've been following the inf- the forums and uh, the character builder that because um, the, the the company that's putting it out is Mophidius. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Mophidius. So anyway. They um they did the relaunch of Mutant Chronicles and then they've got like a Conan game that's coming out. They've got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, right? the the Conan oh. Kickstarter was also fairly recent too for those who are interested. In Mut- Mutant company. Year Zero is their big game. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. That's a that's a very well known kind of like beloved game right now, and so that's their game. They're going to be distributing it. They they design and distribute it, and um the two D twenty system, right? Two D twenty, yeah. Which I don't think I've actually played a game in that. No, nor I, nor I. But uh, I, I do keep up with what's going on with them, and their character generator is up. Like, the alpha version of it is up. I guess it's beta. It's a beta, so you can go in there and test it and, see, and give them feedback. And 
uh, Corvus Belli, who makes the um, Infinity range of models, has already delivered the role-playing version of their models to Kickstart backers. So, I mean, things oh, wow. are, are yeah, going right along. Yeah, that's what I saw, and I was... Yeah, so it's probably sooner than you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and I know for a fact that uh, one of the stores here in the Valley, Imperial Outpost, will be carrying the game when it um, when it drops. I, I guess I'm just more concerned about, like, in terms of Kickstarters, how long it takes to go from, like, book-in-store from Kickstarter. Because uh, it seems to me like there are some... I know that Brendan's waiting on a, quite a few of them at the moment. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, I got quite a few Kickstarters out. Um, so, guys... Let's 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 kind of familiarize our our listeners with like what makes Infinity cool because th- right now, as Dustin previously mentioned, like GW has kind of allowed through its own mismanagement of its properties a window for new games to come into the world and games that have been struggling are now seeing uh, new life. Infinity, Frostgrave, Dragon Rampant, uh, Rage of Kings, all this stuff. Um. Why why play Infinity, right? What what is what calls one to Infinity besides the unbelievably well sculpted models? Let's talk about the systemics just a little bit. What do you what what do you guys like? What makes Infinity unique? Um, I guess I will begin. Um, well, probably the biggest thing is the the um there's not really it's my turn, I do everything, then you go. Mm-hmm. Each round is split up into an active and a reactive player. So even if you're not really the active player, you still get a chance to make decisions based on what your opponent is doing instead of just making armor saves when they shoot you or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I think that's probably the the biggest difference with this game. It's always your turn. It's, yeah, that's that's yeah. the tagline of the game is it's always your turn. And the way that that works is, is um, in your opponent's round, when they have control and they're moving their figures your models still are able to observe what's going on um, within their line of sight. And if when your opponent's models passes through your line of sight while you're in your reactive phase, you are allowed to take a certain limited number of actions to react to them. And some of those are combat actions, like, oh, I attack you and stuff. So, like, just this weekend, Dustin and I were up playing some games, and I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, I've got a rules question. I'll look it up when it's not my turn. Like I used to when I played 40k, because I was like, oh yeah, just you know, it's not my turn. I'll just sit here and read a book, you know. You really can't do that with Infinity because you're just always playing. You're always playing. You're always strategizing. You're always rolling dice. Always get, getting down there, hunkering down to see like what what models can see what, right? Yeah, I, I think it's worth mentioning. I think we touched on it briefly the price point for the game as well. Um, beyond the fact that the book is free, it's a skirmish level game. So you're talking about low model counts, um, and, and uh, you know on the lower end you're looking at like you know seven or eight models, maybe up to twenty models depending on like what faction you're playing. It sort of depends. Sure. Twenty models is on the high side. That's uh, true. You, uh, I think, I think my armies, uh, the largest one I've played like in recent memory is thirteen models. So you know for things like painting, for thing like time invested in that, for things like. Um, like uh, just for money involved in buying the models, I mean, it's so easy to get into the game that it's um, you know it's worth trying if people are around you, if there's anybody anybody anywhere that you can go play against. 
Yeah, and we are seeing Infinity showing up in more and more hobby shops. So like, like we were saying, we got back into the game back in first. Dustin actually brought to our attention, this is when we were in like a hardcore miniatures gaming jag. I mean, there was like no miniatures game that we wouldn't play, right? We were playing <laughs> Fantasy Battle. We were playing 40K. We were playing Privateer. We were, and we, both both the Privateer games, right, too? We were both played War Machine and Hordes. Yeah, and... And we, we were just so thirsty for games that we were starting to look into, like, uh, third rail games. And um, I discovered uh, Resolution, and I definitely made this pitch for everybody to get into Resolution. I think Ben bought some models. I, I did. I bought a starter for Resolution. And I think zero games were played, right? I had more than a starter. I had a bunch of shit. I think uh, I was waiting on stuff to come out because the model yeah. release was always really weird for that game. Yeah, I didn't buy any models because I wasn't really into anything. So it's like, I'll play, but I didn't. I didn't wasn't eager to jump on, so I don't have resolution models. I've never <laughs> yeah. used before. As 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 I'm sure some people have already figured out, I have a love of, of like uh, a lot of like Asian fan fantastical things. Oh, and so right. I was playing the Asian faction there, and um, I forgot about that. Yeah, and then I was waiting on like a lot of models to come out, and it just you know the the interest and the fervor died down while I was waiting on stuff to come out. And yeah, so I bought the starter, and that was it. You know, um. I think that Resolution is like the only game I ever had like a fully. Oh, you know what? I did have that Nurgle fully painted army, but my 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 Resolution army was fully painted. There was only there was only like five models, you know, and they were not like what you'd call super great on detail. So I mean, it was like it was done, but I did have that fully painted like Death Guard army. Um, but so yeah, we got we got we were looking for something else. We were jonesing for more stuff, and then Dustin brought this to us, and he was like, "Here's this weird game that I found." Did I find it? You totally found it. I don't it. even remember. You who found it on like it. War Store or something, and you're like, here's this weird game. And you brought it in, and yet there's like this gigantic hardcover book. I'll take credit, I guess. Full yeah. color. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's correct, because I think you the night before you brought it in, or maybe like not that before, but I think right around when you discovered it, you started talking to me about it on like text or something. And we were like chatting about it. Yeah, I remember you being very excited about it and then being like, You gotta see these models. And I was like, I was like, hum de dum. I love GW. I'll never see anything better than a GW model. And you brought in these models, and I was like, oh, my God, these are amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and looking at the first edition models now, you're just kind of like, uh. <laughs> I mean, so that's how much better the models are now when we thought these were these were like the shit I mean, yeah. when they first came out. It's true. We, you, can, you can just look at any game, though. Like, for instance... When we started GW, the models were a lot worse than they are now. You know? Sure. I a know. Lot worse. It's so crazy, but Infinity still has the ability to get me charged up about models. Mm -hmm. And it like, seems like it had that higher floor just right off the bat. It didn't even seem like it seemed like they were already like a level beyond established games when we started. Yeah. It's yeah. true. Yeah, I'm, I I heard that like, and I don't know how true this is. I've always heard that it was easier to maintain like crazy amounts of detail on the metallic figures. Anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's what they say. I'm, so, but yeah, that's not something I really know about. It's not my like. You yeah, know, that is knowledge that is the rumor. rumor. Yeah. So, um, how do you guys feel about your forces? Have you guys been getting wins or what? I can tell you straight up, I'm not. I'm not getting wins. I got. I, I'm. Get, I keep getting my ass handed to me by I, this guy over here, Ben. I think you technically won on Sunday. Yeah, t I, t I did. Okay, so I got two wins on Sunday. I got a win against <laughs> Dustin. I uh, Dustin's Hakaslam, and then I stuck around and I played against this little kid that was there, and he'd been like waiting really patiently, and he no, there's no one there to play with him. So like everybody was going home. So I was like, I'll play one more game. I went against him. He was playing nomads, which is kind of like space mercenaries, kind of. I mean, they're, it's kind of hard to explain what nomads are. Anyway, um, I made pretty short work of the nomads, 
the Hawk Islam fight was was a definitely a lot harsher. Um, they're both fun games. It's always fun to win. Here's the thing about about Infinity is I never I never have a bad time. I never I never walk away like bitter and like grinding my teeth like I would when I played Privateer or GW. You know what I'm saying? Um, I always have fun even if I get my face caved in. You know, I mean that doesn't make it easy to get your face caved in, but it's more fun. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I think uh, I think the game just in general is more fun. It's quicker. It's faster paced. It's um, it's more action oriented, less theoretical. Yeah, it, it has the feel like you're watching like some sort of like future skirmish, sure, like, cinematic feel. To Especially it. because of all the options that you have with the actions you can take. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can actually throw grenades over the wall, even if you don't have line of sight, or climb up a wall, or jump. You can do all kinds of stuff. I mean, to get to get an idea, like how 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 like uh, varied and wild the actions are, you can react to say someone firing a guided missile at one of your models by hacking it. You know, I mean, that's that's kind yeah. of like uh, that's kind of crazy. That's ridiculously yeah. cool. That's ridiculously cool. So. A, a lot of times, watching a game can often can feel like can feel like you're watching like a really like intense anime combat sequence or something. You know. I mean, yeah. when you think about it, at least with other games, this is probably the most realistic combat simulation you can have in a tabletop game. No, I agree. I agree. And our friend who's in the army, he really likes it for that reason, too. I mean, it is full of fantastical elements. I mean, there's no there's no getting around that, that it's fantastical, it's science fiction. Yeah. That's one of the things I love about it, is there's this score called a BTS score, which is called Biotechnological Shield, right? And that's for when you're like doing like irradiated attacks, or you're doing chemical attacks, even like uh, nanotechnology attacks. So it's an entirely different armor rating that's designed to adjudicate... Um, uh, contests like that, which other games don't even have. We're talking about like futuristic space combat games that don't have, that don't even address these issues. You know, so I, so I just really feel like they're always just out in front. They're out in front with the electronic rule books. They're out in front with their amazing army builder that you can just use for free on their on on their web page. They're out in front with the concept of the game. Yeah, I guess I guess sort of in the last comment about like things I love about this game too, is it, it feels like the game is one of the most balanced miniature games I've ever played. Oh, agreed. Um, yeah, you can definitely... There's some strong stuff there, but it's like when you look at the big picture, they do a really good job of balancing the armies. Yeah, uh, it doesn't It doesn't feel like... I mean, I've looked at tournament reports um, much, much like I've looked at like tournament reports for every other game I've played, and um, there's just a wide, varied range of... Of models of, of armies that show up around and and everything seems to be able to do well. Yeah, go ahead. Go sorry. Um, and I was gonna say another thing I think that kind of helps that out is the critical system. Mm. Where essentially, mm. even your crappiest line trooper, as long as he has a weapon that can do damage, he can kill anything if yeah. you roll well enough. The thing is, is you don't even necessarily need criticals. We were talking to this guy Casey, this kind of new guy, and like say for, take for instance, I know I keep harping on GW, but take for instance like Warhammer 40k. You're playing your basic like space marine who you has a combi bolter, and he is op- opposing a dreadnought, right? And literally, there is no chance mathematically yep. for him to f- defeat the, the 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 dreadnought. He can't do it in hand to hand. He can't do it with shooting. The dreadnought just completely counters him. The points in that contest, and if, and, and, and and GW games tend to be about creating those unequal co- contests. Like, oh, now I'm gonna lock my dreadnought to hand to hand with your space marine. 
But that doesn't happen in Infinity. The most basic lowly line trooper has a chance of wounding the most powerful model in the game because when you hit a model with a, with a ranged attack or with a close combat attack, the wound is implied. There's not a two-wound roll. The wound is implied, and you go directly to the armor save phase, you know? Yeah, and, and also critical does feed into that, too. I, I um, and, and, and like everything, because... Because uh, of the reactions, the reaction model that Infinity has, everything is always a contest between models. Yeah. Right. So when I'm shooting at you, you're shooting at me, or I'm shooting at you and you're dodging, and you're each rolling our scores, and the highest one essentially, or the one that was not so the highest, but the one who rolls the best is the one that wins. Yeah. yeah the way the rolling works is definitely interesting because you have a, it's really a contest of modifier stacking first. That's how you manipulate firefights in your favors. You're like. Do I have cover? Am I in my weapon's optimal range? Are they in cover? Are they in their weapon's optimal range? And then there are other things that can apply to that. Um, I mean, I will say that this is the drawback. This is the downside of the game, is that it's intensely complicated. And it. in order to play it, you have to relearn how to play miniatures games because the lessons that you learn from other games will actually harm you or hinder you in Infinity. So when you're playing Infinity, the complexity of it is it's just set so high. It's just set so high. Has, have you have either of you ever played a game more complex? Mm, no, I mean, like, the basic idea of the way the game is played is simple, yeah. but it's just all the extra stuff in there. But it's like you need that to give it that Infinity flavor to give right. you that taste I mean, of that yeah. realistic combat. We've come back into the game now for a couple months, essentially. Sure, sure. And we're just now starting to really get a handle on like all the advanced rules. Oh, we there is no way we're getting a handle on the advanced rules. I feel like we're like I, I know <laughs> that there were basic rules I was butchering with Dustin this last week. Butchering. I, I haven't even gotten into the into the mid range rules. Like and I watch battle reports and stuff on YouTube and I and I oh my god you learn so much crazy shit in there. Like did you know that you guys well I'll tell you I'll talk about this off 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 recording. But you do you guys know about the idle short order? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, it's so ridiculous. I had no idea about this thing. That thing it's the answer to my prayers. Anyway, <laughs> um force your opponents to declare an ARO so your next half action is free. So yeah, so you can so your next next half action you can decide what you want to do with it, you yep. know, rather than like putting all your cards on the table. It's amazing, yep. um, and uh, so 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 what I, I totally see what you're saying is that like yes, it's part of the game is that intensely crunchy, intensely deep uh, flavor of the rules that really allow you to do anything that you want. They're literally listeners. They're literally our rules for if you want to kind of like lean over the edge of a building and shoot down at somebody who's hiding in the foot of a building. I mean, no other game gives you this type of complexity. However, to a new player, this can be daunting. Like, as, as, as Ben said, we've been playing for like two months regularly. I don't feel like I have a handle on the basic rules. A lot of people will say something like, oh, I've played 30 games of Infinity. I'm still a beginner. Like, I mean, 30 games of Warhammer, and you got it, right? You should have it by then. Sure. Um, anything else you gentlemen want to add? There is something I'm trying to remember what it is. Um, so you guys can uh, keep talking if you want. I have something. I just have to remember what it is. Well, we are just about out of time. So. Yeah, unfortunately, the problem with recording at work is that you have to get back <laughs> to work soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're on a lunch break uh, here, guys. This is the, 
This is the lunch break. We're like gorilla podcasting at the lunch break. Oh, the one thing I do want to add, if you want to play with sweet anime looking mechs, they're called tags. Oh, yeah. Those are also in this game. I'm pretty sure that's what drew me into it. I'm pretty sure I saw one of the tags and I was like, what the hell is yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. If you're one of those guys who got into uh, War Machine because of the robot models, just you get ready for Infinity because... You, you wanted a robot fights game and then you played War Machine and found out it wasn't about robot fights. At least back when we were playing, it wasn't. Yeah, well, it sure still probably isn't. Yeah. Really, really frustrating. The 10 Halbert years <laughs> to just take on whatever... <laughs> yeah. Well, faithful listeners, we really appreciate you tuning into this episode. And um, I talked to Dr. Uh, Garavi, and um, he has agreed to come on next week. So we will bring you that interview next week. Equipment willing. Thank you for your forbearance. Thank you for uh, indulging us in this little detour through infinity. We hope that you found it somewhat informative and, uh, and entertaining. Until next time, uh, have a great night. Take care. Later.